You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the Matrix. And as always, my name is Jordan. We've got Matt. Konnichiwa. Got my dad. Going on. Also known as David. I like that. That's, some, that's, Thank you. that's Japanese. That's Japanese. Yes, so. it is. I've never, I, never been there. But. You know what the weirdest thing is? So, Man, I lived there. Yeah, I did. And, yeah, but you don't remember that. Almost three years. You were two. I was five. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that. weird is, so I watched a lot of anime and everything in mm-hmm. Japanese, and so I looked last night like of an app to learn Japanese, and I'm not kidding. Did so you really? Weird you brought that up. Yeah, I think Japanese would be cool to learn. I, mean, I think it would be, too. I think it's be They don't very, have to read difficult. my anime. I don't have to yeah. read my anime anymore. I think it would be very difficult to learn, but... Um. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay, look. <laughs> I, I'm going to get Babbel, and... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to learn it. I'm going to learn it. You're going to get hooked right. on phonics. Yeah, look at Hook, <laughs> Japanese hooked on phonics. <laughs> yeah. See where you're at in three weeks. Some people don't even know what that is. Well, that is <laughs> yeah, it's old school. See where um, you're at in three weeks, and you'll be like, oh, I switched to Spanish. I'm like, konnichiwa. Yeah. What's, the, what's <laughs> the other one you could do over the mail that Drake references in a song? Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> like Rosetta Stone. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> anyway, fun intro. So today we're going to do kind of a, I don't know if it's basic, but we're going to do a recommended caution segment to begin, and then we're going to do a draft again um mm, this one is a, these drafts this one is a different type of draft this one uh my dad came up with um or david whatever i call him and so I um, call him dad too. the next time matt can come up with one and so we're going to be taking turns on that this one is not easy it's a different no, kind no it this is one is going to be for more of your movie type people because some of these movies you might have never heard of because mm-hmm. we're doing independent films today on that and i'll go into that That's more right. as we go into the segment but just a little indie teaser. darlings today a little, a little teaser as i do my little violins right here <laughs> That's teaser. right. I'm warning you. Uh, yes! That's awesome! Is this bad? Is this bad? No. Don't like that. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. Who would like to start out with our recommend and or cautions? Or, you know, could we caution them, I guess. Yeah. Let me go first. Go just because I'm... Just because my brain's already working. He's fidgeting um, in his pants. I'm going to talk <clears throat> about a 2022 comedy murder mystery film that is not Glass Onion. Um, I saw Glass Onion. I think it's really good, um, but it's the number one movie on Netflix right now. Everybody's watching it. I'm going to I'm gonna recommend a movie that nobody has seen, really. Uh, this is a movie that came out in September this year, I believe. It's called See How They Run. That was my first one I was going to do. Uh, I don't believe this. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, right here. You were going to recommend this film. I was not going to recommend it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it, not. I was you didn't, not. He has it on his list, so he just watched it. I just watched it. Did you it. just watch it for I real? I did, yes. Wow. I was not going to recommend it. Did you not like it? It was so no. mediocre and so... Well, this might be our first ever. And this you guys can both Look, talk about it. It was so mediocre. It was so... Let's get this over wait, with. Wait, okay, pause, well, okay, pause, 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 pause. Let's do this. This is, this is both of y'all's first round. Okay, that's fine. You guys, can, <laughs> um, never, it's never happened on this to podcast. Me, it so. was, no, we've never planned the same movie. That's so weird. Y'all can just go at it now. You guys have different opinions. To me, it was... It's been done before, like a million times. Well, um, yeah. The writing wasn't that great, and the corny jokes were just <laughs> couldn't handle. Them, okay, man. so let me tell you why I am going to recommend this. <laughs> okay, movie. <good>. Um, <laughs> I watched "See How They Run." I thought um, it stars Sam Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan, Adrian Brody, David Oyelowo, um, several several great actors. Um, Is this Adrian film, Brody a good actor. Huh? Is Adrian Brody a good actor? I think he's a good actor. He's, he's won an Academy Award. I was gonna say he's won an Oscar. That means so. nothing. <laughs> I mean, it means a little bit of something. Um, uh, 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 and it is. I, I think it's very. I think it's just. I think it's just very light. It's very. Um, I think it was just delightful. I yes, David. It does not reinvent the murder mystery genre, but it's interesting. So it takes place in 1950s London, and it's there is a murder that happens. Um, around the production of an Agatha Christie play called The Mousetrap. And they want to adapt this into a um, film. And one of the cast and crew members of the film ends up biting it. And it is, and then Sam Rockwell is brought in as this kind of gruff, um, irritable, drunken inspector 
who um, Sam Rockwell does an okay British accent, in case you're wondering. Not bad. Sometimes I'm like, hey, he's doing pretty good. And other times I'm like, (laughs) sometimes he's doing pretty good. And other times I'm like, oh, that's just the wolf from the bad guys. That's not. (laughs) Oh, is he that? Anyway, yeah. By the way, that's another good, not bad Sam Rockwell movie that came out this year. Anyway, what I think works most about this movie, um, I think it it feels, it's not a Wes Anderson film, but it feels very Wes Anderson-y. I mean, very, very Wes Anderson-y. And um, I think it has a quick, witty script. I don't think it overstays its welcome. I think it's like a tight 90 minutes. Yes, it does not reinvent the murder mystery genre, but I think it has entertaining characters. I think it has um, witty, sharp dialogue. I think Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell end up having a pair together. You know, Saoirse Ronan's like an inexperienced constable that doesn't want to... Um, that, that you know really takes the job seriously Sam Rockwell doesn't give an F um, so you know they, they pair well together feeding off each other I think they're really funny I think I found the movie pretty entertaining um, I had a couple of guesses at who I thought the culprit might be I'm glad I was wrong um, I I don't <laughs> I can see David you being like ah uh, it just wasn't really I didn't really enjoy it that much but I didn't think it was bad at all I think it was delightful entertaining enough um, again it's not as fantastic as some of the murder mysteries we've gotten in recent years, but it was a delightful, charming time. So, so it was a full recommend. Yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, mine would be more of a precaution, not not a not a don't see this movie. It sucks that bad. Not that type of thing. But uh, it more mine is more of a precaution for it. I just I went into it. I had actually higher expectations just because of the cast. Really, I had no um, expectations because I didn't hear anything about this movie. I didn't see trailer or anything. I just knew who the cast was, and I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, I'm on board. Anything Rockwell's in, I'm gonna watch. I mean, that's that's just how it is. True. Um, yeah, some of the dialogue was witty, but it wasn't enough throughout the movie to keep me interested. Uh, some of it was not good at all. I thought I just I was like. Ah man, they went there. I don't know why they did that. I just okay, fine, they did, but let's move on. Uh, as far as the murder mystery goes, yeah, they take a couple twists and turns, but like I said, it's just nothing that we haven't seen a million times before, and that's the problem. Then I think we run into that a lot, though, with with what you know, newer stuff that's coming out. Um, just because if it's not something new, then it's just it feels old. It feels done and it just i don't know i just if i've seen it that many times before in different movies i'd i kind of check out just because i mean it doesn't matter and the acting was good i mean that's 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 what gets me the acting was really good the actors that were in this were fantastic i mean their characters they 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 own them they did a great job uh i just thought i don't know it was just it was just mediocrity to me it just wasn't great uh it did have moments which is great, which can't keep you in the movie. But beyond that, it was just, eh, it was okay. <laughs> what would you give on MDB, both of you? Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. I think it has like a 6 point something. I'd, I'd give it a 6. It's got a 6.5. So the masses believe in a recaution, and you yeah. believe in a recaution. This is fine. I mean, I, I was going to say, totally that's fine. the thing. It doesn't have a lot of... I watched... Um, so you told me about it. Pretty mm-hmm. middling reviews, but... I watched the trailer for it, and it has very Wes Anderson vibes. I mm-hmm. agree with it the does. way that it, it looks like Sosa Ronan and Sam Rockwell are playing it. It looks very Wes Anderson-y, but, which is yes. good or bad. I like Wes Anderson. Well, so do I. I like Wes Anderson a lot. It, it has Wes Anderson vibes without being Wes Anderson, yeah, though. Yeah, it's quirky, that's but it's not quite well, as quirky not as Wes Anderson. Like anything. Tom yeah, George. So. I looked up the director. Yeah, it's his feature film debut, which I think for a feature film I think debut, he it's likes pretty Wes solid. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, but like um, I said, I would I would give it a six. I just I, it was I very much mediocre to me. I understand where you're coming from, David. No, it does not. It does not deconstruct or reinvent the genre. Is of Burn Glass Mysteries. Onion. Um, Glass no, Onion? I would give Glass Onion a higher score. Or I would. Um, I think I also gave it an eight out of ten. But I think Glass Onion is a better film. Yeah, subjectively on IMDb, you can't get point five. So eight and eight um, is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, yeah, if if you had to pick a murder mystery from this year, I do think Glass Onion's better. Um, but I did enjoy see how they run. Nobody saw it. It made no money. Hmm, um, didn't. I enjoyed it. David thought it was fine, mediocre. At Just best. fine. Yeah. And where um, is, it? is it on Netflix? Yeah. No, it's on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. If um, you, the listener out there, thank you for sitting through me and David here having a pissing contest. If you, <laughs> if you, he kind of agrees uh, the, here. The listen, the li- all the listeners out there, you guys should listen to it and figure out who you side with, me or David, because there's no in between here. You have or to just, pick a side, or just watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what I'm saying. Watch the movie and let us know what you think. Also but do that, yeah. um, 
But yeah, that was that was funny, David. We've never had we've never picked the same film. Well, it's weird. Nah, I just nah. watched this the other night, and that's why I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna check." I watched it a few weeks back, but I thought, "Hey, I hadn't mentioned that. I'm gonna mention that because probably nobody's seen it." <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with a brand new movie. I watched it last night. Um, I'm gonna go with Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Watched that last oh, night. Really? So I'm not gonna give thing away. Nothing to give away um, because <laughs> this movie is just. It's actually really good. I am um, Puss in Boots. I, I've heard pretty good things about it. We watched the. I've never seen the first one, and I, I own it. I have all the Shrek and stuff, and so we watched the first one the other night, and I was like, eh, it was okay." You know, I was like, "You know, it was fine, decent character." You know, Puss in Boots is funny, and Tony Banderas is really doing his little Zorro thing he oh, does, yeah. mm-hmm. and Sama Hayek. When this one, it's Tony Banderas, Sama Hayek. You got a lot of um, pretty decent people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, John Mulaney plays. Jack Horner, who's the bad guy, which I don't know if that's a real nursery rhyme, but it is in this movie. Jack, yeah, well, I've never heard of it. So, um, but the plot of this movie is that Puss in Boots has lost eight of his nine lives. Bummer. He's died eight times, and he's on his last life, and death is following him everywhere to kill him for the last time. Well, there's this star that you can get the final wish. So you have to get a map to do that, and they get it from Jack Horner and stuff. And then the side characters are Goldilocks and Three Bears, and like, and it's, by the way, it's Florence Pugh, big fan of that. Um, <laughs> As and, Goldilocks, and, and, and she's of British, course. sweet, <laughs> and very British. And so, but actually, this movie is funny. It's got a pretty good side character and a, like a little dog that tries to be a cat because Puss in Boots goes off to be a straight cat for a while. Honestly, though, I was laughing the whole thing. It's it's a tight hour and a half, or no, hour forty, I think. And it, honestly. I liked it a lot. I would recommend I this en- completely. I enjoyed the first one, so I'm sure I'd like this one. Um, yeah. Well, just from the trailer alone, we were we were laughing our heads off. So. The um, plot itself is pretty normal. I mean, you got him wanting this. He realizes this. He doesn't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Sama Hayek is in it as um, something like Kitty Softpaws. That's her name. Um, Sounds about right. No, it's right. <laughs> and then you got, you got everything else. And it's, it's a heartwarming, like, family type movie with Puss in Boots. Because you've never seen Puss in Boots kind of like this. He's kind of, mm-hmm. like, becoming a family man with his last life. Um, it's got a really cool, like, it's not even mid-credit scene. It's, like, before the credit scene. It kind of sets up the universe of trying to go back to more, do more things. And this movie is doing well, by the way. I mean, it's going against Avatar, but it's winning the, it's winning the second place at the box office. Yeah, it's doing okay. Awesome. And it's got a 7.8 IMDb. It's well-liked. That's good. Dang, that's um, high for a... For it's, a DreamWorks animation film. It's leaves and bounds better than the first one. Um, the first one, I didn't really like Humpty Dumpty that much. Um, this one, though, the, the yeah. villains are pretty good. It's, it's voiced a little better in this one. Um, and the plot itself might be a little better than the first one, but this one's more like... That one's sporadic. This one's very much... They know what it wants to be. They've been mm-hmm. working on this for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good for a... As you say, second it's been, movie it's been to a side character. So it's been a while since the first one, so yeah. they've had a lot of time. It's, I mean, for a second movie, for a... Side character in your other second movie. <laughs> That's I true. guess pretty good. I mean, I forgot he was in Shrek two, yeah. Shrek two, and so it's and three and four and whatever. Hey, your mom, but. your mom looks at me. He goes, "Was the first Puss in Boots one where he was fat?" And I went, "No, I think That's that was like a Shrek. three or four. Yeah. yeah, he gets super fat. <laughs> I think it's in three. Um, but no, it's worth it. And Terry Mandaris, and I actually like. I'll give it to him. Put this all in this. Put this all in Puss in Boots. He really tries. Like he does his Zorro thing. He does. Good for him, man. Sama Hayek's doing well. I'm sure they get paid well. So why not? Man, forget about Sam Rockwell. Antonio Banderas is that a good year? Y'all remember Uncharted? I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. That movie. It feels like it came out in 2018. I would. That was I would fully recommend Puss in Boots. Right now, the only way to watch it is in theaters. It just came out last weekend. Um, so it's the second weekend. But go watch it. It's a good kid movie. It does. It does have this. It does blur the lines of a little bit of like inappropriateness. It has a lot of bleeps in the movie. Hmm. For, for one of the characters likes to cuss. Um, so wow. they bleep it out. It's got a PG rating, though. Well, yeah. We're like, well, you mother... No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but it's pretty good. It's funny. I was laughing. That's all I wanted was a good laugh. And that's what it gave me. So I recommend it. That's cool. That's cool. Look at you recommending Puss in Boots. I, I heard I good things about like it. it. So, I mean, just, yeah. Devontae wanted to see it. Look so. at that. That's cool. David, I'll let you go next. Because we, you know, we kind of clashed on the last one. You go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. cool. You do another um, one. I'm going to do a movie from 2008. That's what I was going to pick. Really? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's it. 2008. I caution superhero movie. That's from 2008. <laughs> a while back. Uh, this is called The Burrowers. I do not. I'm not don't familiar this with this. Don't I'm not one? familiar with this film. All right. This is a Western. Um, that's why. <clears throat> that's why I don't know it. 2008. Uh, I'm trying to think who the cast is. Uh, Harrison Ford. Clancy Brown. David Bus. Boos. Whatever his name is. Anyway, Clancy Brown's really the one I know. Um, Mr. Krabs? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, 
this one takes place in like 1870s. There's a small settlement out west, and uh, one one day when like the men are away, they get attacked, and all these people suddenly disappear. And when these guys come back, they they form a posse. They figure it was uh, Native Americans, and so they head out into the west after them. And uh, this turns into a a kind of a horror movie. What it turns into. Um, as they go along their way, uh, these guys start getting taken out one by one. Uh, it's a rough trail. They're, they're still after the Native Americans. It's, you know, they're still convinced that they have attacked us. They have taken our people. Uh, one of them is a young man who's getting ready to get married. They're taking his fiance. So that's why he's after him. He, he wants to get her back. And, um, along the way, I think I haven't seen this in a while, but along the way they, they, they do capture uh, one of the Native Americans there, and he tells them about this other tribe that uh, I don't know how. To, I don't, well, it's two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. I'm not. Give, I'm not really giving anything. If you haven't seen. You haven't seen it. Um, this other tribe that they're not. They're not human. <clears throat> um, then what are they're, they? They're creatures. And what, what they creatures? what they do? You'll you see it's them. I have no idea what they are. B-U-R-R-O-W. Do they burrow burrows. into things? No, but what they do is they they put a toxin into the humans. What happened is that years ago, these creatures lived off buffalo. The white men came in, Same. started killing off the buffalo. Freaking white men. Right? So worse. then these creatures started living off the Indians and the white men, and now they just pretty much live off the white men. Um, wow. And so they... <laughs> I was going to say, just like my wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. What they do is they, they inject a toxin into you, which paralyzes you, and then they bury you alive. That's hardcore. Um, with oh, your with your face. The barrier thing. Right. With your face, you, when you still breathe, but your your body is buried under the ground. That's got to be a living hell. And what they're doing is they're waiting for you to start to decompose, Ew. and that's when they feed off of you. Mm, there you nice. go. So, so that's it's, like, it's like Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. There you go. The yes. big alien bug thing. Exactly. <laughs> Um, the exact same thing. Huh? Yes, exactly. No. Um, so once they realize what they're fighting and they don't know how to fight them, uh, the Indians have discovered a way to uh, poison them also, which causes them to fall asleep. Or they poison. It's like a double poison type thing. So they fall asleep. That's the only way to to really fight them. And I guess it's the sunlight that kills them. I think that's the only thing. They figured out that it kills them as sunlight, so it's almost like a vampire type thing. But these are actual creatures that walk on all fours. They're <clears throat> it's hard to explain exactly what they are. Um, it's almost like something you'd see out of uh, Resident Evil mm. on all fours, that type Gross. of type of creature, right? Yeah. Um, and the the movie's kind of open ended, where they don't actually kill all the creatures. It's kind of like they're going to continue attack type thing, but. Uh, it's, it was pretty good. I, like I said, I went in thinking it was Western, thinking it was just, you know, they're going after the Indians and, you know, there'd be battles and stuff. But then they took a turn and there's these creatures that bury you alive. And it's just, story was interesting. I thought it was fairly well done, um, especially for, I'm sure this was not a high budget movie. I mean, seven million. yeah. So uh, for what they <laughs> had, got that locked and for what they had, man, it was what they had. It was pretty good. I, I recommend it. It was, it was, it's a good watch. Have you seen uh, Bone Tomahawk? Mm. I have not. I've heard it's pretty dang good, though. It is. It is good. It's it's, a, it's more low budget, similar to this. I I would I would compare it is to. Creatures in Bone Tomahawk. No, but they're. But white men suck in Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> is what he's saying. I don't know. No, don't it, know. it's there's there's an Indian tribe in this in that one that is very overpowering. Let's oh. say let's put it that way. Um, but it's similar. It's got a similar feel to it, and it's it's a, it's a pretty good movie. I would I would recommend it. Where can you watch it? That's a good question. I have no idea. How did you watch it? Uh, I own it. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. I have to buy the movie to watch <laughs> it, it. Everybody. Give you anything on? Does it give you anything on IMDb about it? I yeah. It's your turn. If he's done, it's um, my turn. Yeah, I I own it on digital. I think so. Yeah. There you okay. Go. I I don't think I've ever heard of this. Um, it sounds to be to be kind of to low key awesome. To has got a lot of horror movies. They have a lot of garbage horror movies. It's kind of like a horror movie set, so it's not surprising they had it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds interesting, though. I'm yeah. all about that. Will I ever watch it? 
Probably not. I don't oh, like westerns that much. You should like watch it just one. once. If there was a big blank in my filmography, it's western. Yeah, same like here. for sure. Man, same I love here. the westerns, man. Except start, for like some of the newer ones. Started with Clint Eastwood, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never started with. Move Clint. forward. You should. I like me some Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking of that in the There's New Magnificent Seven. That's the ones I've seen recently. <laughs> I mean, I've if, seen the classics. You know, so if, and ugly and so if Tarantino makes it, there's no problem. But true. Pretty much. Okay. I watch anything he makes. My turn. Okay, cool. Um, sounds intriguing, David. I recently watched um, uh, Martin McDonough's new film, The Banshees of Sharon. That's not what I'm going to talk about today, but I think that's a really good film, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, so I went to uh, Martin McDonough's back catalog, and um, I... So did I. No, I'm just kidding. I was like, David, you can't <laughs> do this to me again. My heart can't take this, okay? Um, I didn't take my blood pressure medicine this morning, okay? Great. Anyway, um, so I went through Mark McDonough's back catalog, and I watched the only one of his films, because he only made four or five films. I watched the only one of his films I had not seen, which is Seven Psychopaths. Mm. Has either one of you guys seen this film? I've seen parts of it. Have you? Um, this film is bonkers. Um, so it stars... Yeah, it is. It has a dynamite cast... And that's right. I'm going to recommend my second movie today starring Sam Rockwell. You heard it. I love the boy. He's he's underrated if you ask me. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> um, so Seven Psychopaths has a dynamite cast. It stars Sam Rockwell, Colin Farrell, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Walken, Tom Waits, Olga, I can't remember how to pronounce her name, Olga, Olga Kurylenko? Kurylenko? Olga Kurylenko. He likes Sam Rockwell, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I think they've worked together... Um. Uh, yeah, at least in two of his four yeah, films, three I think. Boards. Yeah. Um, and this is probably... Uh, I'm going to soft recommend this because I think there's a lot of good stuff in it. Um, however, I think the movie is also kind of overcooked and overplayed and um, kind of loses itself a little bit. I but th- I think we kind of turned it off after about half an hour or so just because we're like... Ah, we just we couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. I, I got into it because I love... I think Martin McDonough is a better screenwriter than he is a director. I think he's a great both, but all of his movies he writes and directs. Um, I think the script in this is is dynamite. I think the dialogue is great between all the characters, and um, same with same as in Three Billboards, the dialogue is um, vulgar. It's excessive. It is. Um, yeah, Three Billboards is amazing. Yes. Yes. I mean I, that that's my favorite Mark McDonough film, and this is probably my least favorite film of his, but I still enjoy it. Mm. Um, anyway, the dialogue the, the dialogue in this film kind of sums up the film in general. It's kind of this movie's just kind of excessive, I guess. Like, I mean, as far as as far as the um, the um, the violence, the language, uh, things like that in it. Um, but it still is a interesting time. So the movie centers around um, Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken, who are buddies, I guess. Never really explains how they're buddies, but they're buddies, um, and they have a pretty interesting job putting quotations around um they basically go to uh the la brea tar pits in la and they find a bunch of people walking dogs and then they'll they'll just kidnap dogs and then (laughs) they'll kidnap dogs take them back to their house for a couple days wait for people to put up flyers and stuff saying reward for dogs yada 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 and then they'll take the dog back and collect the reward that's just what they do that's basically (laughs) their that's basically their job um, so, and Colin Farrell plays a screenwriter in LA who is making a film, who's trying to write a film called, you guessed it, Seven Psychopaths. And he only has one psychopath and he can't think of anything else. And that's kind of, that kind of becomes the subplot of the film. There's a lot of cooks in the kitchen in this movie. Colin Farrell writing the script is kind of a subplot. And then there's, um, Christopher Walken and Sam Rockwell, who they're also friends with Colin Farrell in this, um, they end up kidnapping a dog of a very powerful mob boss played by Woody Harrelson. And they end up kidnapping Woody Harrelson's Shih Tzu. And that's basically the driving force of the movie is yeah. Woody Harrelson getting back his Shih Tzu. I mean, his little Shih Tzu named Bonnie. That's the driving force of this film. He will stop at nothing to um, murder, rape, pillage, do whatever he has to do to get as, back as his Woody Harrelson Bonnie. does. As yes, typical yes. Woody Harrelson fashion. Absolutely. Um, that is the gist of this film. He has no problem killing people, not even who are responsible, people who might know the person who kidnapped the dog. He's got no issues whatsoever with that. Um, and while all this is going on, there's also um, several people 
in this close-knit inner circle of Sam Rockwell, Christopher Walken, Colin Farrell, all these people, there's people getting murdered as well by a serial killer called the Jack of Diamonds killer or whatever because he leaves a playing card at the at the scene of the crime and stuff. So there's there's so many elements of this film going on. And I think a lot of them work, and I think a couple of them just don't quite mesh well together. Um, but it is... But I found myself thoroughly entertained throughout the film. It has a great cast. I think they all have good chemistry. Colin Farrell's great. Sam Rockwell is... Sam Rockwell is fantastic as always. Um, Christopher Walken gives a really good performance. Um... Uh, 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 and there's a few great cameos in it as well. Um, but yeah, it's streaming on Paramount Plus right now. And if you want a over-the-top, violent, pitch-black comedy, um, it is definitely one you should check out. Like I said, it's not perfect, but I had a good time with it. So, Okay, so I'm going to talk about a newish movie again. Uh, me and my wife had time to watch movies lately, unlike us. So, um, Well, both of us. So I'm going to talk about a movie that is well shot. Um, great actors in it. Acted well. Directed pretty well, but it's not good. Hmm. Can you guess what it is? Don't worry, darling. Mm. This movie yeah. is yeah. well sh- yeah. Olivia yeah. Wilde, it's her second direct... I think it's her second... I just have no second. desire to see this movie. I her, just... Yeah. yeah. Her directorial debut was Booksmart. <clears throat> which is pretty good. Which is actually really good. And then this is her second, and I think it's directed pretty well, um, actually, until you get to into it, it's acted fantastic. Harry Styles, for some reason, is a good actor. I don't like it that he is, but he is. Yeah, I mean, he's not bad. There's something about him that like he's good in this film. He's been getting a lot of crap on the internet, but I don't think he's that bad. No, I don't think. And this film is good. I, and he was also pretty good. Was Dunkirk? Dunkirk. So, yeah. um, Florence Pugh crushes it. She carries it. Obviously. She 100 percent carries this movie. Um, Chris Pine is kind of there. He's. I think he's good. He's fine he's good. in it. Yeah. And then you got um, Kiki Lane, who's in the old guard. She's just okay. And then you got Jimma Chan. She's okay in it. Mm-hmm. Is she? Your chick from Eternal. Eternal, yeah. Okay. And then it's got Nick Kroll. Don't like him. Um, I don't like his voice. So <laughs> he kind of brings it down. So this movie is interesting. It's intriguing enough to watch it. Like, once you get into it, you want to know what happens at the end. Like that's, it, it does its job. It's about 25 minutes too, or too long. Um, but the basis is Florence Pugh is married to Harry Styles, and they go to this suburban utopia where the where the guys every single day go off to a unknown job, and the women are like stay at home women. It's set in like the fifties. Yeah, um, feels like an episode of Leave It to Beaver kind of thing. Yeah, it has that kind of or like um, what's that movie where they go black and white? Um, WandaVision. No, it's where they go to that town. Um, welcome. Oh, the uh, Pleasantville? Pleasantville. Yeah, Pleasantville. It kind of has that vibe to it, too, and, except it's not black and white. But things start happening. Florence Pugh starts seeing things in her mind, and then the walls start coming in on her, and you don't know why the guys leave every day. Everything's so perfect. Chris Pine is like a heartthrob, and like everyone loves him. Jim, Which and, I get. Well, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that rings true. Um, but as you go through the film... All I was thinking was, this ending's gonna suck, isn't it? And it does. The ending's bad. Um, it doesn't pay off. It's it's got a get out feel. Um, like my wife even said this. We both thought this, but it's got a get out slash the village type feel to it. And I actually like both those endings better than this one. Um, of course, get out's great. I don't want to, but the village <laughs> ending is up in the air for people. But it has like this intrigue. It's like Florence Pugh's killing it. She's always crying. Um, you find out what's going on, and I told Emma, I was like, I think this is what's going on, and it was. But they took even dumber approach to it mm-hmm. um to what's going on. i'm not gonna give it away it just came out but it's not good i agree with you now i haven't seen it done quite this way i'm gonna say like the way they do it is a little bit different doesn't make it good uh, i think it's actually the worst way of doing what has been done before um it, the middle of it is just so boring. I mean, that's the part that could be... Like, a second act is not very good. The first act's kind of cool because you're getting into this utopia and then Florence Pugh goes somewhere she's not supposed to go and then she wakes up in the bed where she's like, what, what happened? And Harry's like, you just... Exhaustion. Um, and all this other stuff. And so that part's kind of weird. So it's a really weird so part. So what you're saying, the second act is boring and then yeah. it goes into a bad third act? Yes. Oh. It, it's... There's a one part. There's one part where it is kind of dull. I was where yeah. Florence Pugh and Harry Styles are kind of like doing things, and Chris Pine walks in, just watches them for like four and a half seconds. She sees this. It's never talked about it again, really. I'm like, what's going she on? Just continues it's so on. weird. It's weird man. Yeah, yeah there's a, I forgot about I feel that. like Olivia Wilde had a little bit. Of, like it's directed pretty well. A little bit of trouble there, and plus it's, everyone hates her. Yeah, everyone in that on that set hates her. Her Do and Harry Styles were dating at the time. Not anymore. Nope. Of course, then again, maybe you shouldn't like put scenes. Where you're doing stuff with Florence Pugh in front of you. I don't know. But as the director. But don't. 
watch it, I guess, but you don't expect it to be good. It's got a 6.6. I gave it like a 6. Um, I think I did too. It has, man, it's got, it's just problematic. Like I said, just, I, seeing, what is rough just seeing what I've seen about it, I just, I have not had any desire to go out and just, oh yeah, I'm going to watch that movie. No, I, I just, I think, eh. um, I think this movie has a lot of potential. I like the I mean, first. It's I was, solid for a first act. It didn't blow me away, but I was intrigued for the first hour or so of the film. Um, we got another hour 20 to go. So. The, 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 the movie just has like, you're right. It has zero payoff for anything. It just ends. Well, it's also got an identity crisis. Like it doesn't know what it wants to do. Like yeah. it's like wants to do. Like I can tell if Olivia Wilde's watched other movies. Everyone has, but she's taken it certain things, certain people, and then you get like the zinger, and the zinger's like, just, yeah, just mash them together. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And it's then you get the zinger, and everyone's like, yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Like, you know how in, in Get Out, like there's an actual like, oh, they're they're putting themselves into white people. <laughs> I mean, that's something that like white people are putting themselves into yeah, black people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like. And this what's in this one they're like this happens you're it's like it's like this is what's going on cool. I'm like freaking really yeah that's so what the twist so, was so was it a recommend or a caution complete or? caution okay um it's it can be on it, it's an HBO Max right now um I just watched it like I think last week so it's probably still there yeah. um it I, I don't it's a caution as far as like I think you should watch it just because you because it's a beautifully done like shot movie it looks good where it's at yeah it's interesting it's not a good payoff there it was, depends on where you're at in that well that the, the really drama, makes me want to go watch it now yeah. the <laughs> drama surrounding the making and release of this movie is more interesting than the actual I film always itself. hate to tell people yeah. not to watch a movie so I would ca- like my opinion is if you want to watch it don't expect much too bad they didn't so. make like a documentary on the making of this film they might they that might, might be yeah. interesting I heard it was wild but yeah we can do one more round interesting one more round sound good sure okay. Okay. sure let's do one more around i'm just gonna do a very very quick one um i'm gonna recommend guillermo del toro's pinocchio um it's a new film on netflix um ironically it is stop motion which um is just baffling to me i just my little pea brain can't comprehend the time effort and um skill put into crafting this film um we got this is ironically enough this is the second pinocchio adaptation we got in 2022 um, I did not see the Tom Hanks one. That I read there's three Disney this one. year. I don't know what the other one is. Really? I don't know what the other one is. Isn't that crazy, though? We got That's, three of them. That is a movie weird. that doesn't need to be made. No, that that had to have been an accident. Yeah. I mean, but um, I did not see the Tom Hanks one that came straight to Disney+. Plus. Heard it was absolute trash. Like a five-something. So I did not watch it. Um, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and um, it's just... It is... Hauntingly beautiful, it is. Um, it's all of his got, films are, though. All I mean, of his films yeah. are hauntingly beautiful, and they have a certain. It literally feels like Guillermo del Toro, who is a very visual, very striking, very intense filmmaker, just decided to make a stop motion, darker, grimmer, more. Um, I heard it was more toward the actual story, the yeah, original. Yeah, it's story. more. I don't know, open minded. I get. I don't know. It's more. Uh, it's more of everything that I wanted, but didn't really know that I wanted. This movie, Loki, has a lot to say. I think the voice cast is fantastic. Standout from Ewan McGregor, who plays Sebastian J. Cricket. He's fantastic. <laughs> um, the voice cast is great, but the stop motion alone is just stunning. It's gorgeous. It blows me away how they make it. You know the Pinocchio story, but they do um, they do mix it up a little bit, and they set it during fascist World War II, so there's the war going on. There's That's Del Toro, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's the war going on. Pinocchio uh, at one point wants to fight in the war. Uh, at one point he wants to be with his papa. At one point he wants to um, uh, go to the carnival to make money for his papa. So there's you know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of um, pulling on your heartstrings and whatnot. Um, I really enjoyed the film. I think if you have children under the age of eight or nine years old, I probably wouldn't let them watch this. This is a little. This is like a. <laughs> I mean, it's stop motion, but it's still kind of a hard PG. It's a little. It's a little too intense. There's a little bit of creepy, not violent imagery, but there's some creepy, um, borderline unsettling imagery in this stop motion animation. Uh, my four year old daughter was watching it with us, and she goes, "Dad, this is scary. I'm going away." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and my son sat there the whole time, and then afterwards, he's my at the end of the film, I teared up, my wife teared up, my son teared up. So it really pulls on your heartstrings. Um, and it was um, it, overall, it was just very good, very well made. So if you haven't checked out GDT's Pinocchio on Netflix, do that. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna finish this off with another western. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Good, the, oh, bad, the ugly. No, no. Seen it. he's gonna love this even more. This one's directed by Kevin Costner. <laughs> so what? Can I guess what it is? Please. Um, was it new? No. The Postman. That's not a western. 
He didn't direct that, did he? I think so. I don't know. Oh. He might I, think have. I, don't know I know he did Waterworld and. Yeah. Anyways, go Western. Ahead. <laughs> what is it? I don't have any more. Ga- like, uh, I know. I don't know. Uh, I know there's one I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah you I are. see his name on something. The like, one they won the Academy Award for. Are you talking about Dances with Wolves? No, but that's he won that for. Oh. He did direct that. But what else did he win an Academy Award for? No, that, that's what I'm talking about. You you said you're you oh were gosh, just say it. You said you're missing one. You couldn't think of it, I and that's the one that I was that I, I figured I can't it was. Think of it. Yeah. <laughs> this one's Open Range. Open yeah. Range. That's it. I've seen this movie. I like this movie. Well, this I've seen it good. like two or three times. I don't like it. I saw this, it once a few years ago. This movie I thought it was is, pretty good. This movie is really good. It feels like a eight hours long. Um, <laughs> it doesn't, though. Uh, it's got Kevin Costner, Robert Duvall, Diego Luna, uh, Annette Bening, uh, Kim Coates, James Russo. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast here. I mean, uh, so what you've got is uh, Kevin Costner and a, uh, uh, what's his name, Robert Duvall, uh, moving cattle across the West, uh, free-ranging. And they run into, they come close to this town where they want to buy supplies, and the town is run by a corrupt sheriff and uh, a landowner who is, you know, very rich, and he pretty much has a sheriff in his pocket, and they're both corrupt, and they just want to, and they 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 lead this town through, basically through fear, uh, trying to keep people from, well, they want to get rid of free rangers, what they want to do, uh, and. Uh, What's his name? Abraham, Abraham Benubi. He's the big guy. He plays, in, he plays in a lot of things. I don't remember his name. <laughs> I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, he goes into town with uh, Diego, and they get in a fight, and they almost kill the big guy. And so, no, they almost kill, yeah, uh, they do kill the big guy, and they almost kill Diego. Uh, so, Robert Duvall is like, these are like his kids, basically, even though they just work for him. Uh they decide they've got to go into town and figure out what happened, and it starts this whole chain of reaction where eventually, just like the old western, there's got to be a showdown uh, between the the sheriff and his men and the landowner and these two guys who have garnered the sympathies of the the people of this town because they're they've lived in terror for so long for these people also, so now they've kind of got the town behind them going against the sheriff and this land baron and. The final fight is just fantastic. I just love it. Yeah. Leading up to this, yeah. leading up to that, it's got a good story. It's even got a little love story in there with Kevin Costner. And that I remember thinking the only thing I didn't like about the film was the love story. I remember yeah. like, that feels like it's just tossed so, in. So it's in there, um, but leading up to that final fight, that final fight is fantastic. Just like the old, you know, Clint Eastwood days. It Shoot him up, baby. Yeah, it was great. And and it just it makes the movie for me. It's a really, really good movie. I enjoy watching it. I've seen it probably three or four times. And I highly recommend it. I agree with you, Dave. I do think it's pretty solid. Uh, Jordan, give it a rewatch for your boy Kevin. I won't. Are you going to watch Yellowstone? No, I don't watch it because of him. <laughs> I don't like him. I, there, I love everyone here I've has heard got Yellowstone someone like is that. like a fantastic Western soap opera. I love Yellowstone. <laughs> it's it's fun everyone to watch. here has got someone they don't like, and that's mine. Okay. So so what if he if he's big and popular? I don't like him at all. I've never. I've liked a couple movies because of the movie content. Is it just content. his face or is it his voice? I don't, I don't like him. His, I've never. You can ask. I've that's never true. liked him. Never growing has. up. Never have liked him. He never has. It's not like a new thing. I, I don't understand it either. I like Tin <laughs> Cup because it's about golf. Mm-hmm. I like to draft. I like drafting because it's about football. It wasn't because of him, <laughs> at all. In those, hasn't he been in? A, he doesn't even like like Field of Dreams or anything like that. Nope, I don't like I baseball just, though. <laughs> that much. I don't really like baseball, but I love Field of Dreams. <laughs> I, I can't go through his filmography. I'm like, yeah, that's my. I, I love again. I love Field of Dreams. I love Bull Durham. I love you know all those. I just and I could watch them anytime, anytime. Any, I don't any want day. Yellowstone because in it. Plus, I'm not really Yellowstone. Stuff. Yellowstone is a really good show. Yeah, I mean, I know that I've people say things. that it's got fifteen it's awesome. spinoffs. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. coming the new Game of Thrones. Um, okay, I'll end it with a Netflix series, Alice in Borderlands. This mm. is a Japanese series where um, it's actually based off manga, which I just bought the manga, by the way. Mm. Um, Flex it. It. Um, <laughs> what happens is this is the second season just came out, so it's supposedly going to be over. But I don't. I think it's going to be another season. Um, these people wake up in. Tokyo, which is where they're from, obviously, and Shibuya. That's how you say it. I'm learning Japanese, remember? And um, Shibuya. It's going, it's <laughs> going, going well. It's going great, by the yeah. way. My southern accent is going well. I'm not, I don't think I have an accent southerly. But they wake up in this realm, and they don't know what it is. Everyone's gone, um, and there's random people, and they have to play games. Now, this came out before Squid Games, but it's a lot like Squid Games, but it came out before that. The manga would definitely came out before it. And they have to play games for their life and if you win that game you get a card a playing card 
Um, and this first season, you go through and you get the playing cards. Well, this season is about the face cards. And each face card you have to get is a harder game. And the way you get the face card is you have to beat the king of whatever, king of spades, king of diamonds. You beat them, you get the card, you get all 52 cards, they hope they can go back. They don't know. But this season, as they've got a bigger budget for sure, I can tell. They also massacre a lot of people in this mm. um, because they're, the King of Spades just likes to. But it's a very good show. Here's my thing about it, though. I'm very much recommending it. It's my, been my favorite show I've watched. It's one of my favorite show I've watched this year. I don't know how you guys like to read. I would not watch the dub on this. It's bad. The dub on this yeah. is kind of like... Um, the Raid 2? The Raid 2. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. That's not good. I don't mind reading Japanese. Well, Jap- I don't mind reading in English. I don't mind reading English, yeah. hearing Japanese. Because yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I watch most of my anime anyway. So I don't mind it. And I actually kind of think it's more authentic. I think it's kind of cool to listen to that. Yeah. But if you don't like to do that, like my wife hates reading that kind of stuff. She liked Parasite, which is Korean, not Japanese. But still... Everybody likes Parasite. Everyone so. does. <laughs> but she didn't mind reading it. This one, it's like... you don't. Ha- it, I don't know. You could watch the dub, but it's like bad i mean it's it's i, I started with dub just to see and it's like not even worth it but it's a very cool premise it's the ending of this one um it's very interesting they do tell you what the borderland is they do explain everything about it they do leave the manga ends with this season but it leaves you with as a possibility for next season so that could be good or bad because anytime you lose your source material it can be kind of iffy, iffy so mm-hmm. i don't know what they're gonna do but it's it's a high it's a it's good and it's on netflix if you have Netflix, it's cool. I'd watch both seasons. Um, it's been one of my favorite things to watch. Like I said, just bought the manga, so I'm going to read the manga. Um, well, I bought the first volume of the six volumes. Um, and I'm going to read that. It's very, very good. Especially if you like, if you like Squid Game, it's better. I, don't, I didn't like Squid Game that much. This is way better than Squid Games to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen Squid Game. I like Squid one. Games. It's pretty good. Yeah, this one's better to me. Now, I don't, Squid Games became so big. And everyone's like, yeah, oh, there's no huge, way. Yeah. But this one, like, it's not. In Squid Games, you're stuck. In this one, you have a visa. Meaning that you have to, in, in like, I think it's like 72 hours, you have to play a game where you die. Yeah, and the is, way you die, there's a laser from the sky that yeah. kills you. It is interesting. <laughs> I remember you telling us <laughs> that. I've seen the, crazy. I think I've seen the first two episodes, maybe. It, it is interesting. I just haven't finished watching it. Other ways you die if you die in the games. The games are like, there's ones like hide and seek, but everything's got like, if you get, if you don't, if you get found, your head blows up. Like, they've got wow. collars and stuff. So, so and, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Yes. So it's like the Matrix. It's, well, the thing is, it's like, our, the problem with this is like, they don't know where they're at. If this is real life, if this is a simulation, if you don't know. And you yeah, I was thinking know. Tron myself. Yeah. You know, that's if, if you don't, you, you find out at the end of the season what the, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yes, if you die, you're pretty much dead. Nice. But the, the, the thing that is, it's pretty cool. I mean, I kind of thought it might be this, but the way they did it was a little bit differently. And I think it's interesting. And it's, it's not like Squid Games where like, blah, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I like this better, but Squid Game is good too. So. I understand that. This is on Netflix, right? On Netflix, both mm-hmm. seasons. I think it's number six in the series right now. Series on Netflix because Wednesday's taking over number one for like. Wednesday's taking over the world, right which now, is really yeah. good, by the way. We'll finish all that too. Um, okay, I need, so how do you check that cool. out? Cool, cool, cool. Which one, Wednesday? Wednesday. Or, or check both out. They're both yeah. good. I watch them both. All right, so we're going to. Um, <laughs> should be interesting. It should be interesting. I'm going to explain this real quick. Okay, so, explain the parameters of our draft here. We have a draft. We've done plenty. We've done a couple of drafts. We've done a Christmas movie. We've done a horror movie. I think that's it. Um, this one we've decided since they're working pretty well and we like them. We're going to make it not as broad. We're going to um, make it really freaking hard. Is yes, what we decided. that's what we decided. So it, this is independent films. We're doing t- we're doing a draft of 10 each, so 30 films overall. Independent um, with the parameters of had to come out in the last five years and a $10 million budget under, mm-hmm. which that might seem easy. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot it's of movies not. that came out that are not under budget or not mm-hmm. under budget or they came out too long ago. Independent really means just, you know, Really just, low budget. Just a low budget yeah. film, what, yeah. what killed me was there was a number that I wanted on here that that eleven million. You know, yeah, they, they hit that eleven million. I just there were ugh. several that I thought, oh, this has got to be, and then it's like twelve or fourteen yeah, million. I'm I like, just, dang. Yeah. So this hard. this meaning ten million under and twenty seventeen and up playgrounds open for that. We are gonna any any film over the last five years yep. with a low budget. That's what we're doing, and and most and and it doesn't have to. It can be foreign. It can be whatever. Yep. The, honestly, all foreign films are indie films to us because they're all low budget, <laughs> um, pretty much. Except for it turns out Parasite, but that wouldn't have really worked anyways because it's turned sixty. Yeah, right? that was that was like eleven and a half. Um, million. So yeah, so the draft order is me, Dad, mm-hmm. David, and then Matt. So I'm gonna take the obvious number one. I'm taking Get Out. 
Um, Get Out came out in 2017. The obvious number one. I'm sitting here going, but what is that? Um, <laughs> this one to me was obviously Get Get Out. It's one of the best movies that come out in the last five years. It has a very low budget of like four and a half, four and a half million. Four and a half million. Yeah. Um, it made so much money because it's so good. This movie was a swing and a complete hit. Yeah. So Get it Out had a four and a half million dollar budget and it made 275 million dollars. So yeah. So Get Out it was will be my first pick. It David? seems like it needs to go first. Right? I mean, am I wrong there? I get no. I get that. I get that. I had it up there. Um, David, what is your first low budget Man, film I you're selecting? Don't know. today? you know, I just there's so many movies on here that I just enjoy so much. Yeah, I'm gonna go Midsummer. Mmm, that's an interesting first overall pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have it on my list, and that has a budget of nine million dollars. Yeah. So you are good. You are good there. Um, I'm gonna go a little unorthodox here. This is this is right at this is right at the cusp. This movie has a budget of ten million dollars, and this is the best picture winner from last year. I'm going Coda. Okay, I had it on my list. That's on my list too. Very good film. Very good film. I cried like a baby. <laughs> cried like a baby. <laughs> like a little baby. Okay, your turn again. Oh yeah, it's snaking back around to me. Um, let's go Hereditary. Let's get Hereditary. Off Shocker the there. Shock, That's yeah. a fantastic film. Had a budget of ten million dollars. So. We're going hereditary, fantastic. Shocker. It'll really f you up. So. I'm gonna go promise a young woman. Oh, I even have it on my list. I never even thought about that film. Yep. What's the budget on that? You know, between five and ten, it said. Okay, so. that, that's that's a winner. That, yep, winner, yeah. winner, chicken dinner. That's a great movie. Bo Burnham's best performance, and like his only performance. Um, yeah, unless you count <laughs> his his thing he put out. Um, I'm good. I really wanted. Coda. I didn't think you go Coda overall. First overall, I'm gonna take. <laughs> let me get Barbarian. Mm. Came out this year. I did have that one down there. Uh, me too. I wanted to get a. I wanted to get a good horror film, and you guys took the top two. Probably. I was gonna get Barbarian way later, but um, let's take Barbarian right that now. Only has a four and a half million dollar budget, so that's good. Yeah. Um, take Barbarian, and then I'm going to take. I'm afraid it won't be there when I come back through. Um, I'm gonna take X. Take on X. My list. Um, interesting. Yeah, on I'll take list. X. It's I had a hard time finding the budget for this. I had a something. I saw something that said it was it was only one million. Yeah, yeah. it's very low. I'm like, um, okay. Well, that's so a, I'm know. gonna take X and Barbarian there. That's interesting. I feel, I feel good about that. Jordan's going very horrific. Yeah, I'm not gonna end that way. I'm just trying to take the horror movies I like. I know what you mean. Let's go with the Shia LaBeouf movie. Are you going Peanut Butter Falcon? I am. Screw you, David. Yeah. I thought, man, this is going to be a good sleeper pick later. Yeah. That's a delightful film. It is. It really is. <clears throat> You're like, Shia LaBeouf movie. I'm like... There's only one good one that came out <laughs> in the last 10 years. So. Yeah. He's in a few, but... I had that like on my ninth pick. I had that on my... Well, not, like, not that's a bad pick. I'm just saying I was I just, hoping to be sleeper later. I just later. enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I didn't think you guys would pick that. <clears throat> my turn? Yep. Oh, yeah. You already got some good horror ones. I got Hereditary. I'm cool with that. I'm going to go with a movie I loved that came out last year. I'm going to go with Pig starring Nick Cage. It's on my list. Um, I loved it. It has a budget of $3.5 million. Not it's, on my list anymore. It's delightful. It is delightful. Um, um, I don't know where I want to go here. Let's do... I'm going to do the film Blind Spotting. This came out mm-hmm. in 2018. It's a very good comedic crime drama type film. Um, I didn't have it on my list. <laughs> huh? I didn't even have it on my list. I didn't, I didn't figure. I've, I was hoping I could get it because you guys hadn't seen it. It has a budget of $5 million, so let's go there. Let's go with Marcel. Mm-hmm. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. I was going to say, give me the full title, David. Do you know what the budget on that is? It's low. It's yeah, like it's just super. Low. I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. It was a low budget film. Micro budget. They call um, it. I'm gonna take Portrait of Lady on Fire. Mm. Um, this one is, if you haven't seen it, it's ridiculously good. I forgot about that movie. Um, it was one it's of the first good. ones I thought of. I was gonna try to take it overall first, but no one was What's taking the it. What's so. budget It's gotta be a low budget. It was like three. I was gonna so say it's it, gotta be, like but it's three not. Five. It was like yeah, it was. It was very low. It's hard to find, especially on foreign films. It's hard to find budgets in U.S. dollars. I think. Yeah, I had to do a lot of um back and forth. Yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna take since you took. In my opinion, the best, um, what is it? The oh my gosh, I can't think of what the, Coda. What is that? It's a growing up film. What is it? Coming, coming of age. Coming film? of age. I'm gonna take the second best. I'm taking Lady Bird. Dang. Um, <laughs> Lady Bird <laughs> I had was Lady Bird down there. Was my favorite before Coda came out. So I'm take Lady Bird off the board. Okay, let's go eighth grade then. Yeah, had it too. Yeah, Bo Burnham's on there. Bo Burnham's best. That only has a budget of two million dollars. Good for, good for Bo Burnham. 
Um. Okay, back to Baseball me. Eighth. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Um, I'm gonna go with a film from 2018. This is called Sound of Metal. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah. Stars Riz Ahmed. Um, about a heavy metal drummer What's that goes deaf. What's the budget deaf. on that? I didn't know. It was a, oh, I didn't even think about it. It is five point four million dollars. I didn't even so think about that one. Like, it's a it's a really good movie. It has a heartbreaking ending that I really liked. So Sound of Metal. Um, back to me. Back to you. This is hard. Um, foreign film time. I'm going with my boy Mads Mikkelsen with the film about Told why, you. why <laughs> alcoholism is awesome. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It's did. called Another Round. I he didn't goes, watch it just because I knew you were going to take it. He goes, you know you know, Matt's going to take this, right? I didn't put it in my list until this morning when I was sitting here with you guys. I thought, wait, that movie's got to have a low budget. So, And I really enjoy that film. Um, it encourages you to be drunk. Just kidding. It doesn't really. <laughs> tells you why it's bad. How about High Life? Okay. 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 I've never seen that. I've never seen it either. Yep. So there was a lot of movies, and I'm like, man, I bet I would pick this, but I've never seen it. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick a very downbeat movie. I mean, this movie makes you just feel horrible, but it's great. I'm picking The Florida Project here. Um, on my list. Florida, I thought about that. It Florida, is a good film that's just effing depressing. Yeah. William <laughs> Defoe is just really good in yeah, it. Yeah, William Defoe crushes um, it. And they also picked up a girl from Instagram mm-hmm. to star in it. To star in yeah. it. So she's not. The budget it shows. on that is like a million dollars. Yeah, it does show. I mean, it's really good though. Very low budget. Um, very, very low budget. Let's go. Booksmart. Um, Interesting. Dang, I never would have thought of that. Booksmart one. is a and honestly one of my favorite comedies that come out in the last five years. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. It's better. It's better than its predecessor, Superbad. That's what it's going for. I don't like Superbad that much. It's even got Jonah Hill's sister in it. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's but, a female Superbad, but it's yeah, still but really this good. is Olivia Wilde's directorial debut, like I said. But this movie, I needed something funny. I've got a lot of not funny stuff, so I'm gonna go with Booksmart here. I'm going with a weird, out there foreign film called Titan. Oh, mm. that's a weird one. <laughs> I've heard that movie it's is out there, man. wild. It is, I have not it seen it. What's the budget on that? Like five point See, That's what gets me. Like that one, I feel like that one would be higher. Yeah. That's the French woman that wants to bang her car, right? Oh, she does. She does. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's no one okay. there. <laughs> I, didn't, I haven't seen there's it. There's desire, and there's and, also... And it impregnates through. her. Yeah, oh, 5.7 Lord, Lord have mercy. <laughs> also, has like a 5.7, I think. <laughs> um, This is right on the cusp. My next pick. Uh, This is right on the cusp. 2017 and $10 million budget. I'm going The Disaster Artist. Um, James Franco, uh, you know, he's, he's not the best bloke, it turns out. But um, he's really good in that film about Tommy Wiseau's disastrous movie, The Room. So I like The Disaster Artist quite a bit. Okay. That, that was round seven, by the way. Okay. You know, so. Got one yeah. more here. This so is into three eight. More picks. Three yeah. more picks. Okay. Let me get another Best Picture winner um, from 2020, Nomadland. Mm-hmm. How much I had that on my list. Five million dollars. Yep. Yep. It's pretty. It's a pretty beautiful film that you know introduces you to a world that I never in a million years would have thought of. So it's, it's pretty good movie. Yeah. Let's go with a little. Uh, Robert Pattinson. We're gonna go another good, one. We're gonna go Good Time. Dang. You're taking and, all these R. Pattinson eight twenty four movies. Mm-hmm. I've heard Good Time is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, and I'm sitting here going, "Man, I bet I would love that movie." <laughs> okay, so it's a Safety brother. I think right? you'd like it. Um, I'm gonna go. This is the eighth round. Yeah, I'm gonna take Saint Maud. Dang, mm, I hadn't um, even thought about took that. Took it off one. me. Saint Maud is honestly Suck. was one of my favorite. It's really good. Yeah, that come out. It's got it. It's just it's just really good. Um, so this is the ninth round now. I kind of want to take some of my weird ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Shadow. Um, mm-hmm. this is a Chinese. Yeah. Movie, it's really good. I want people to know about it. So I'm gonna take it. It cost like three million dollars in our. Yours was like three hundred million yen, but it was three million for us. So, so. Okay, so let's go super weird again, shall we? Okay. How about men? Ugh. I tried to find the budget for this movie. I couldn't find it. I bet it's low budget. It though. was very low. What did What did you find like on it? Eight million. Eight million. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. All eight twenty four. Almost all of them are ten million. Yeah. Almost all of them. Men is wild, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> It is wild. Strange ride. It is a strange ride. Um, so these are your last two picks, I think. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Your last two picks for him. Oh, yeah, because he's. I got two more. Here. Okay. Um. All right. I'm surprised I got some. I'm surprised I have this many left. Then. Uh. Yeah. No. I actually have a decent list here. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm gonna go with a 2020 film. I believe this came out two years ago. Year and a half. Last year. No. 2020. 
Um, and this is a this was made for theaters, but it ended up going straight to Hulu called Run. Uh-huh. Um, it has a budget of ten million dollars. Oh, is it that? It's the um. Oh, I don't like that that much. Is, is that that one with uh, the, Sarah Paulson? Sarah Paulson, yeah, 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 yeah. The paralyzed girl yeah. who was um, pretty good. I think the reason I didn't mother's like making her sick. Really good thriller. I think the reason I didn't like it as much because it came out right after the act. Mm. Oh yeah, and I never seen that, so I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, really pretty good. Solid thriller. It's so. pretty good for independent. I mean, it's hard to find these independent. Yeah. So this this my ninth or tenth. It, it's his turn. I know, but I mean, tenth. Come on, this is the, we're about nine rounds. This is your last pick. Okay. You know. I'm going to go. This is my last pick, right? Yeah. I'm going to go. <clears throat> well, I thought about going with a huge horror franchise that has a film that ended up making a lot of money, but instead, I'm going to go really. I'm going to go weird. I'm going to go really weird. I'm going to go with "Sorry to Bother You." I don't know if you guys have seen this. This stars Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Keith David. Uh, no, not Keith David. Danny Glover. Um, anyway, really funny weird freaking satire film about race and class and um, really weird. And it turns out really effed up. So, Yeah. <laughs> you think? Have you seen Zard yeah. Mother? Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, freaking Army Hammer. I'm going to go with a movie that is more recent. It's, man, it more was just... More recent. five years. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> but even more recent. Um, it was just fun to watch because of the way they made fun of class. And, uh, I know where you're going. The ending was just perfect. And it's bodies, bodies, bodies. Mm, I still haven't mm. seen this. Really? I will watch it. I will mark my words, but I've not seen the it ending. Yet. The ending made it for me. It what was, was just... your horror? I'm not gonna take it. What was your horror movie thing you were gonna talk? Halloween gonna 2018. Oh, nice. Only had a 10 million dollar budget. I mean, it's kind of surprising. It's, it's a universal film, so it's not technically independent, but I mean, it's a low budget. <laughs> I'm not taking. That. I was just wondering. Um, Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got a couple here. I might I can go with. I don't know. I thought we're taking Roma. Because like everyone likes Roma, I don't like yeah. Roma that much. I think it's fine, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. kind of beautiful, but it didn't really hit me. You got to see some of the stuff on my list. I mean, I'm talking like Willie's Willy's Wonderland, on and I mean, this, I forgot about Happy Death Day. I got, got Willie's Wonderland, oh. Terrifier Two, stuff like got that. Lamb I mean, and Hatching. I'm guessing Hatching. Yeah. I got Lamb. Yes, parts of it. Anyway, mm. I'm gonna take Swallow. My oh, last one. Okay. Mm. Um, Swallow is a strange film. It's very interesting. Um, yes. I really like it. It's about a woman who just swallows things. Mm-hmm. Because she, yeah. We she watched that together, yeah, didn't we? It's, it's, like her, good, it's yeah. like her release. It's interesting. I was like, so I'm going to take Swallow. I like those here. weird independent films about something kind of disturbing. Like yeah. a woman who just can't stop swallowing things. Yeah, she doesn't feel like she has any power except for that she can swallow whatever that's she wants. That's the only thing she can which do. Which is so strange. Because she's it, so controlled, yeah. Yeah. So that's the end. It's good. Um, so mine is Get Out, Barbarian, X, Portrait on Fire, Lady Bird, The Florida Project, Booksmart, St. Maud. Shadow and Swallow. My last two, you might never seen them. Shadow and Swallow. Yeah, <laughs> those ones are different. I um, keep thinking of that Jason Derulo song, Swallow. I'm yeah, it's, sorry. A, it's the exact same thing. It's about something totally different. Um, it's gross. Yours, uh, David Dad. Um, Midsummer. Which I'm surprised you took that one over. I thought you'd take Hereditary. Well, no. no. Midsummer. I like Midsummer uh, better than Hereditary. Midsummer. Midsummer. I think it's Midsummer, isn't it? Midsummer. Stupid. Everybody just says uh, Summer. Midsummer. Midsummer. Promising Young Woman, which I never thought of. Love that movie. Never thought um, of that either. Pin Falcon, Marcel the Cell with shoes on. Say yeah. that 15 yeah. times. There you now. go. <laughs> um, eighth Grade, High Life, Titan, Good Time, Men, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yes. Matt has Coda, Hereditary, Pig, Blind Spotting, Sound of Metal, Another Round, Disaster Artist, Nomadland, Run, and Sorry to Bother You. Mm. So, all very vastly weirdly done. Um, mm-hmm. and I like, man, we have some diverse films in that. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, this I really is one like of the most list. diverse lists we're ever going to have because it comes down to like your preference of what you've seen. Because independent films, you miss. Right. You just miss them. Like, it's like, do you watch? Like, I haven't seen... Um, a couple of yours. I haven't seen a couple of yours, and I'm sure you know you just miss them because mm-hmm. they're yeah. so like low budget. No one cares. They don't go to theaters. Like Shadow and Swallow didn't go to theaters, and well, Swallow did, and it made like a hundred thousand. And you know the thing <laughs> yeah. about like low budgets, man. The reason I wanted to go with that parameter is just because of what the directors do with that budget. Mostly, it's impressive. A lot of these yeah. movies are like you get into Nomadland and things like that. Beautiful, just so beautiful to look at. I mean, even if you didn't like the story or something, it's just amazing to look at. Cinematography is incredible. And what they do with this budget and how they, they tell their story with this low budget, it's just incredible. It makes some incredible movies. So, yeah. Yeah, Nomadland, the reason it's probably so low, I didn't think about it really low, was because they didn't hire anybody but a couple people because they're actual nomads in the film. Yeah, so. there was Francis McDormand and then the one guy. Yeah, I can't think of his name. He's in a David lot of things. There David Strathairn? David yeah, Strathairn? I think yeah. so. That one dude's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that the guy who's Jason in a lot Clark. of stuff. He's, a, he's a pretty underrated You've seen actor. him. Yeah, yeah, you've um, seen him. But yeah, that's the draft. If you, uh, we'll, we'll 
try to post it and you can vote. Um, also, if you have any ideas like other drafts you want us to do, we can also do those. Matt's, Matt gets to pick the next one. Um, and so, or if you guys come up with something, we can do that one. It doesn't really matter. We can figure yeah. that out. If we get something but, fan submitted, yeah. it's, it's pretty solid. We'll definitely um, take that over we, my stupid ideas. We <laughs> we like this draft. I think it's fun to do. This one was this one was the hardest one as far as like having to figure out the movies. Because mm-hmm. horror, I can think of 34 movies on top right. of my head. Christmas is only like 20 movies. Yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah, like. Exactly. Um, but anyways, yeah. There you go. Man, there you go. That was, that was a show. That was a show, <laughs> boys. Um... Yeah, this was fun. Um, yeah, I'll put this out on social media uh, when this episode drops, and you guys can vote and let us know who has the best list of indie flicks today. Um, I, again, I really like the div- the diversity in the in the picks that we had. And now you know for um, sh- and now you know for sure also that we do not uh, check with each other and see what movies we're going to bring up here. Turns out we didn't. Me and Matt yeah. just had the same That's, movie. It's so we wild. Usually, like, we, we just, never have. Well, That's just sometimes weird. we do, but we never usually bring the same movie. Nah, it's yeah, weird. it's so wild. I mean. Every once in a while, if we watch the same thing, we might say, like, are you going to watch that? Are you going to recommend this or well, no? Or I whatever. Right before the podcast, I asked about Don't Worry Darlings. I knew you just wa- you'd watched it. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know you guys. I knew you'd watch it. think about it. it. Yeah. I never thought either one of y'all had seen See How They Run. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this was a fun episode. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, thank you for the idea of this draft, David. Um, this wildly hard draft. But it was fun. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you, the beautiful listener out there, thank you for listening to this. Um, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you think um, some of the best independent films are, if you think we missed some, uh, that's totally fine. You can reach out to us and let us know. We are on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast, or we are on Twitter at Movie Matrix Pod. Hit us up and let us know what you guys thought about this episode or any episode for that matter. But until next time, signing off for Matt Jordan and David. We will see you guys then. Peace. <laughs> The <laughs> <laughs>